Hey guys, this is Eric from the future. <laughs> uh, just a disclaimer before you get started with the episode. At the end of this episode, I refer to the upcoming episode of Titans, episode 5, as being titled Lady Vic. Well, since recording, I have discovered conflicting reports that the episode actually could be titled Lazarus. So either way, the next two episodes we'll get are Lady Vic and Lazarus. We just don't know which order that will be in. But either way, I just wanted to make that correction because inevitably, with a show like this, someone will reach out and correct me. So, enjoy the show, and we'll see you guys next time. Ladies and gentlemen! brother. Have we started the fire? Yes. The fire rises. citizens of gotham to a tfr bonus episode my name is eric carter i'm your host and today we're here to talk titans season three episode four titled black fire and i say we because i'm joined by my regular co-host mr joseph fornerado joe how are you buddy I'm doing good, Eric. Thanks for having me on again for this bonus episode to talk uh, to talk some Titans TV. Uh, yeah, for sure. And uh, just so everybody knows right off the top, this is a bonus episode. This is a discussion about a weekly television show, so it is going to be spoilery. Spoilers all over the place. So if you don't uh, want to be spoiled, if you haven't seen the show, go back and watch episode four and come back and then listen to the show. But, um, Joe, we're here to talk about episode four, Blackfire, and uh, I, before we dive into the synopsis, uh, what did you think of this episode? Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. It. Um, I'm going to say it did what I wanted it to do after episode three. It, we were worried about it kind of going off and maybe doing something different where it wouldn't build off of episode three, but I think it did a good job of, of doing that. So that was my, that's my initial thing uh, with where we're going to start. Yeah. And, and I'll say um, it did do that. It did go into another storyline, but it mixed in what's going on in the past three episodes pretty well. I think, I think so far this season Titans has done a much better job of staying focused on the story. Yeah, exactly. It's it's weaving in different stories, but it's not completely abandoning other stories in favor of introducing new ones. So yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And you're you're dead on. They they did introduce some new stuff, but we at least didn't just it, it still picked up where it left off. 
Right. Yeah. And, and I I have a complaint from from a friend of ours, a friend of the show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the synopsis and then we'll get into it. Um, because it has something to do with the start of the show here. But um, episode four, Blackfire, in the aftermath of Hank's death, Dawn leaves the Titans. Jonathan Crane is removed from Arkham after Jason's or- Jason orders his assassination, but Dick abducts him during his transfer to a new prison. Bringing Crane to the cabin he trained at, Dick reveals that he knows Crane manipulated Jason into becoming Red Hood. Dick, recognizing Jason will attempt to rescue Crane, lures him to the cabin for a confrontation. A fight ensues that ends with Jason and Crane escaping. Meanwhile, Corey's visions bring her and Gar to a government facility holding Blackfire in custody. Unable to abandon her sister, Corey frees Blackfire, who accompanies her back to Wayne Manor. So... Uh, going back to the beginning there, uh, yeah, we have come off of episode three, uh, where spoilers, if you haven't seen that and you haven't listened to our last episode, um, Hank Hawk died in an explosion. Very sad. We're all still grieving about it. Um, but one point that our friend Matt, uh, who was on our long Halloween episode with us, he brought up to me after watching the episode, he uh, he didn't he thought the grieving was a little quick here. What what did you think, Joe? I I can see that. I, I could definitely see that argument, but I also I guess like what I guess they can't grieve until it's over is how I'm gonna try to take it. Is they still are on a mission here. I think the one grieving the most is Dawn. And that's why she's gone off to Paris. And I think with the rest of the Titans, it's more, you know, I, I actually appreciated that they, they addressed the cleanup because as stupid as it is, I thought of that mm-hmm. um, where they have Superboy cleaning up. But I think they did a, a decent job of showing Superboy having trouble with it and, but not just dwelling on it for the whole episode. Yeah, but well, I, and he, and, yeah, his main point was Don. He didn't think Don showed, uh, didn't show her grief very much in this episode, um, and and I think he he was like, well, she's just going to Paris. And my point to him was, and this is just my interpretation. I could be wrong, but you know, everyone grieves differently, uh, and you don't know how people process and how they react. So in the way I was thinking, maybe she needs to get away from the Titans. Maybe going to Paris is her way of grieving. Yeah, that's that's the better way of putting it is what I was trying to say. Um, but I will also say, I think we, what is it, what do they say? Um, Gar says to, to Superboy, you've been cleaning for days, correct? Uh. I think so. I'd have to go back and like, I think if this picked up literally the instant after it happened, we would have seen that grieving. I think the Mm -hmm. show just decided to pick it up a little after the, the initial shock. And that's why we didn't get anything too extreme. Yeah. Now I definitely think you, you uh, cleaning for hours 
I just I just saw it. I'm, I'm watching it on my tablet as we're talking. He said cleaning for hours. Okay. So I don't I, I we don't know the timetable between episode three and episode four. So yeah, but I I do think. Um, what I said about Dawn leaving, I think that's her way of grieving, but it's definitely, I think you can obviously tell it's hitting Connor very, very hard. And it's, you know, you see that, and he even mentions the Lex part of him and you see him kind of lash out and it's very much that it seems to me like that Lex side rather than the Superman side of his genetic makeup. Yeah, I definitely caught that. I definitely thought the same thing. And I'll also say, too, with respect to Dawn grieving, I think Dawn is playing the part of the parent here, too, where she's always been the older Titan, you know, the the veteran of the group. When we we only see her around the other Titans and she's worried about Superboy and Gar fearing that they failed and she is being the one to console them. And she's probably grieving in her own time. Yeah, I mean, there is the one scene, and I had forgotten about this until I'm just now watching it in the background. There is the one scene where Dawn breaks down crying as she's trying to console Superboy. So I, it is there. I, I mean, I don't think with a, with a TV show you, you want to linger too long because you've got to get to you know the next part of your story. But I do think it's it's there. It may be brief, but... Either way, um, yeah, we see we see Dick see Don off on on the jet, and then we get into this whole subplot of uh, Crane. And uh, what did you think of the setup of Red Hood has put out a hit on Crane? Yeah, I didn't know what I when it when it initial ha- initially happened. I wasn't sure how to take it. I think. Um, you know, I think I initially thought like he was just trying to kill him. I wasn't really putting too much stock into anything going on. I, I usually just, you know, like I've said before, I, I just kind of watch it and take it in for what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, with the way the episode went, I think it made sense to to show how the uh, the episode played out with, you know, uh, with Dick's decision to I mean, obviously, Dick assumes, no, this is this is definitely a setup. Yeah, this is um, and it, well, and it it sort of does two things at once. I think it shows that Dick is starting to pick up on how Jason manipulates things, mm-hmm. but it also shows that he's not quite mastered getting around it yet. Because at the end, Jason gets away with Crane. So, <laughs> but I I think this is a little bit of a darker episode for Dick Grayson. Yeah, this had some some season one tendencies to me where they they kind of upped those darker storytelling aspects, which I, I'm not going to say I dislike, but mm-hmm. I get where some people might see this and think uh, that's not where I wanted the story to go. Right. And, and, then, and that's where you have to, I think, again, put yourself into that. Well, this is not. You know, this is an Elseworlds tale. This is not your normal uh, portrayal of these characters. Uh, but even so, I mean, I still like what they're doing. It's just it's you, you have to put yourself in a different mindset here. But 
we knew from the trailers that we had this this whole sequence of someone in the woods and we were you know we were discussing over whether it was maybe a flashback of crane or whether it was a flashback of dick grayson and now we know that this cabin in the woods was where dick or bruce wayne took um dick grayson and apparently barbara gordon and jason to to train them um to be his soldiers and that's if I have a nitpick of the episode, I think it's that. I didn't know where they were going to go from the trailers. Um, I, but the the whole beheading of the wolf, uh, Dick Grayson is being chased through the woods by a wolf. Bruce knows it's happening. Um, Dick kills the wolf as a, as a little boy and brings back his head. For me, it was... <sighs> That's a it's a little much for me. I it's it's not <laughs> yeah. something I can't get past, but it's that's just a little bit too much in my opinion. Yeah, the, that was going to be um those are going to be my words exactly. Was it's a little much. But <laughs> it I think it fits with what the show did in season 1. So I almost appreciate that they're not just abandoning what they did. In, I'm sorry, in season 1. Um so they're going they're they're going back to that well a little bit with the whole Bruce Wayne being, you know, a little a little much with, you know, his protégés. And I think with this episode um you know, it just they almost take some inspiration a little bit from uh I wouldn't say they go all the way with it, but the, it kind of reminds you of Frank Miller's uh All-Star Batman and Robin, doesn't it? Oh God, yeah, you're right. Uh, all we're lacking is scenes of Ian Glenn making <laughs> Brenton Brenton Thwaites eat rats. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, I don't think it's that bad, but I I do think it it does kind of harken back to that, and I think it's it's okay now looking back at something like that when we've seen, I guess Dick grow in season one and season two, and kind of fix his relationship with Bruce to an extent before everything that happened, you know, in the early parts of this season. But I, mm -hmm. again, I, like you said, it's treat it like an Elseworlds. It's the story they're telling and it works with the whole fear aspect with Jonathan Green. Yeah, I agree. And, and to your point, I didn't even think about that, that connection back to season one, but seeing the portrayal of Bruce Wayne and, and seeing the, the kind of detached personality he has and also what he's put Dick through with this flashback here, it kind of gives you some understanding of why the whole F Batman line exists in the first season. Mm -hmm. But yeah, between, um, between the stuff at the cabin, we get these tie-ins of um, Gar and Starfire together. And I don't know. I, I like their chemistry. I like these two as kind of the buddy cop situation here what about you oh i completely agree it's that well and also we get another um spell from from uh starfire where she almost kills gar and mm -hmm. then you know then they go off to their adventure in the woods but yeah it's it's almost it's kind of that same relationship she had with uh with raven in season one it's that same type of dynamic it's that mm -hmm. you know the playful innocence of gar with you know just her the badass that she is and it is a fun little side quest and it's not what i expected at all you know we knew blackfire was somehow signaling her but when they get to this facility i don't know about you but i did not expect this whole 
thing to be that she was held captive and all that. That that was to me that's interesting because it wasn't what I expected. Yeah, it is interesting. Um and I, I like the the dynamic there of of her being captured and Blackfire seeing everything through her eyes. And it's all the telepathic link between the two is still there. Um the the caretaker, I guess, of the bunker where Blackfire's kept. Uh, some of his humor was a little much yeah. for me. Um, I didn't I didn't quite get the laughs I think they were going for. Uh, but but that's that's a small part of the episode. I mean, that everything with them helping Blackfire to escape, I, I really enjoyed. So I thought that was a a cool little side quest. That again, I'm glad they didn't focus an entire episode on, but just weaved it into the story that's going on. Yeah, and I agree. His humor was a little goofy, but I think it worked for maybe someone that has been down there by himself for, you know, however, however long he's been down there. We don't know exactly how long he's been down there, but uh, yeah, it, it, he's a little over the top, but I, I can appreciate the, the weird humor that a show like this will have once in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it it also probably works better for the people who maybe aren't so crazy about the quote unquote dreary tone of this show sometimes. Yeah. So maybe, I may- think- oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I just yeah, and I think sometimes the show could have some dark humor mm-hmm. where maybe it's very tongue in cheek humor, very mellow, where this one they kind of were like, you know, let's have some fun with this and and maybe do something a little more not even conventional, just like, I don't know, to me it was just kind of goofy. Well, yeah, and and I think it probably is a little bit of a balancing act because on the other side of the episode, you've got this very dark story going on. So it's it's a little bit of comic relief, I guess. Yeah, and they could just have easily have made both stories be, you know, very serious and very dreary. So they were like, you know what? we have these characters, let's introduce some new character out of, you know, left field to, to bring in some levity. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, now it's interesting to me that, I mean, we know obviously that, that Blackfire is an, an antagonist most of the time. So now we have Starfire and Gar helping Blackfire to escape custody and taking her back to Wayne Manor with them. How do you, where do you see that going, Joe? Do you do you see <laughs> her becoming more of an antagonist in the show, or or what do you think's going on? Well, that's one of those situations where you have to remind yourself the characters on the show have not seen the trailers or the marketing for the show. <laughs> like right. they they don't know what her you know aspirations are. They don't know what her motivations are. They just are in the situation, and you have to understand where you know uh starfire is coming from when she obviously feels some whether it be sympathy or just mercy for her sister despite everything her sister has done to her she doesn't want her to just be you know just wasted away in this jail cell yeah i agree and and i'll also say uh, <laughs> the the scene has just come up where after uh, Gar put her in the the containment thing in the back cave to try to spark her mem- her you know this these visions that she's seeing, <laughs> and the next thing you know she wakes up in the middle of this pasture or this field, yep. 
in this car and she's got Gar in the trunk. That is humor that did work for me because Gar's yeah. reaction is hilarious. When he says that you suck and Connor sucks and everybody sucks. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. Yeah. I forgot about that scene. That is a great scene. <laughs> yeah. So weaving back into the, um, the Jonathan Crane, Dick Grayson, Red Hood story here. Um, at the at near the end of the episode, you know, we we find out that uh, Dick is trying to lure Red Hood to the cabin. He obviously knows where the cabin is. He's been trained here as well, and that leads to a hell of a fight between Nightwing and Red Hood, which I think actually outdoes their first fight earlier in the season. What did you think of this this fight scene between the two? This is the highlight of the episode. And I have said since day one, as far as the Titans go, say whatever you want about the storytelling or the writing or the language, whatever you want to talk about to, to somehow be negative about this show. I rewatch the fight scenes on this show constantly. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I've already rewatched like three or four times because it is just, it's just an awesome fight scene between uh, Nightwing and Red Hood and the choreography looks great. It was um, some really cool stuff with the, and I always say it wrong, the Yuskemi, Yuskemi sticks, whatever the, you know, the. Uh, the Screamer sticks. Is that what, okay. I'll, I'm going to defer to you for that <laughs> with Nightwing. That- now somebody could correct me, but that's what all, what I've always called them. So the blue uh, batons. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he just um, some really great, interesting stuff with that, and it's it's one of those that I'm going to be going back to. This is up there to me with the uh, with some of the Deathstroke stuff in season two. Yeah, I agree with that, um, and I love the gun work that they're doing with Red Hood because it. it to me, it harkens back to the to the uh, Arkham games, especially Arkham Knight. Um, if you do some of the some of the side missions with Red Hood, it, it just looks like a cutscene from a video game with him whirling around with the pistols and things like that. It looks really good. The choreography is great, and I, I want to point out too that we talked about this in our um episode our episodes one through three review episode. Uh, They're really leaning into the costumes in this season, which I think is a complaint that they may have heard before and said, "Okay, well, you want costumes. We're going to give them to you because this fight in the woods outside the cabin, you very much could have got Dick Grayson in his street clothes because they hadn't even hinted that he had brought the Nightwing costume with him. But when he shows up in the woods in the full Nightwing regalia, I just think that's that's a good touch. Um, it's it's very comic booky. Like, well, when did he change? Well, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's it's comic book. Exactly. I think I said that on the last episode. Actually, it was the, like I don't need a reason, and it seems like they're almost embracing that. Like it, like it wouldn't even make sense for him to have the costume with him in some of the episodes earlier in the season. And in here, it's just like you know what he's about to fight. Put him in the costume. Don't worry about it. They're they're going to appreciate him being in the costume. And and I completely agree with that i want him in the costume i don't care if it makes sense or not Mm -hmm. now one thing that's that seems to be going on is this red hood situation seems to be putting um dick grayson and the titans and barbara gordon and the gcpd 
at odds. And I wonder if that's a thread that they're going to continue going with throughout the throughout the season or if they're going to come together at some point. Um, because at the end of this episode, the the basically Dick kidnapping Jonathan Crane has caused a, a manhunt for them from Barbara and the GCPD. So they have found them in the cabin in the woods and the GCPD actually causes a distraction in this fight. Uh, Nightwing gets distracted and then Jason makes it away from the cabin with Jonathan Crane. So it's, it's a very interesting dynamic there where not only now does it seem like the Titans have to deal with Blackfire and Red Hood and Jonathan Crane, but now they also may have to deal with the GCPD. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's going to be kind of a balancing act through the rest of the season where they're going to be constantly at odds, you know, Barbara and Dick personally, where they have to decide whether to trust each other or not. And I'm mm-hmm. assuming that right now they're going to be at their their least trustworthy. And then by the end of the season, they're going to have to work together to try to figure out a way to to at least be civil to each other so they could be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I would I would rather just the the regular antagonists be the antagonists. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've seen the Bat family or Batman himself being chased by the police before. It works, but it 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 doesn't need to to be part of the story. I don't think when you've got all these villainous um, characters in the show already. So. Oh, one one more little comical thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, Crane trying to escape <laughs> is is funny as well. <laughs> so, yeah, where uh, he gets the force field. Well, for I, I just hit the scene where he got caught in the in the in the uh, net snare. Oh, yes, in yes. the woods on <laughs> the net in the first part. Yes. Yeah, but um, one question I wanted to ask you: So far, we haven't gotten any hints of. Jonathan Crane actually suiting up in the Scarecrow uh, costume. Do you think we're going to get that or no? They showed the mask at some point. That was it, right? Did they? I can't I can't even remember that. I don't even remember if it was in the episode or in the trailer, but I feel like we've seen a mask. Okay. I don't remember why or if I'm remembering that incorrectly and I remember it from some other type of promotion, but do I think I think he's going to suit up. I do. I think if he wasn't going to suit up, I feel like he'd already be dead. <laughs> like it's, I, I almost was kind of expecting him to be um, killed off in this episode. Really? Yeah, I don't. I thought that would have been a cool like shock factor if like Red Hood just took him out in this episode and was just using him as a way to get Dick out. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see where that storyline goes because I do think it might be a little bit of a waste if. Crane is involved this much and we don't see him suited up. I think I I would have been fine with it if he was just used to serve the purpose of the rest of the story and he didn't suit up. But we're already in episode four now and he's been involved heavily. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, he's been so involved that, I mean, we had speculated that um, this 
this compound, this substance that Jason has been using had something to do with Jonathan Crane. And I think they all but confirm that in this episode because Jonathan tells Dick that he, that Jason came to him. So, and my speculation, and I don't know this for sure, was that I think Jason sought out Scarecrow before he even died at the hands of the Joker. Is that the way you feel about it? Yeah, I think so. I think somehow he, yeah, because they they pretty much do make that evident as far as him telling Scarecrow who Dick is, who Bruce is. He would have had to have done that prior to all this happening, I would assume. That's the assumption, yeah. Yeah, I don't, why would he have done that though before? I don't know. Now now I'm starting to second guess that too. Well, my think, my thinking, think and he got the the serum from him prior to his death, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know that that's going to be a hard timeline to fill in. Well, and my only reason for that speculation is because I feel like he was in a. I feel like he felt very rejected at the end of season two. Yeah, that that's he, true. And. It's pretty clear that this Bruce Wayne probably isn't offering much emotional support. <laughs> so, <laughs> you so, do. So yeah. it's this one, definitely not. And this Scarecrow, this portrayal of Scarecrow, I found it interesting when Dick and, and uh, Crane were talking in the cabin, when they were talking about Jason's fears, there was almost an empathy, if not a sympathy, from Crane to Dick Grayson. When he was talking about how Bruce Wayne is a psychopath and look what he put you through, you know, usual portrayals of the scarecrow would just eat up that fear. Tell me more about how terrified you were, you know, and this Jonathan Crane didn't go there. He almost was offering sympathetic support, if that makes any sense. So it's a very interesting take to me. No, I, I agree with that because I thought the same thing where I don't see this Scarecrow being the Scarecrow we know from the comics or from the Arkham games. He doesn't seem like that type of antagonist where he's trying to you know, slaughter a bunch of people and consume them with fear. He seems like more of just a person obsessed with fear itself in a different way. I mean, I could be wrong because this is the only side of him we're seeing right now and they're doing a more realistic take on that character at this point, Mm -hmm. but we'll Well, see again where this ends up going to that point. For me, he's almost more like the, the Cillian Murphy scarecrow. Mm -hmm. He's more of a manipulator and his, his little hidden um, hobby, if you will, is, is the fear, but he loves to manipulate. Mm Mm-hmm. So may I don't know. Maybe that's where it's going to go. We're we're completely speculating at this point. But anyway, that's that's basically everything uh, that happened in this episode. So Joe, um, final thoughts. What did you think of episode four? Episode four was a follow up to probably one of the best episodes this show has had. So mm. it was not going to have that same impact on us, mm-hmm. especially coming off of a week where we got three full episodes to a week now where we're back down to one episode a week. It's going to always feel like a little bit of a letdown. I think whenever these shows go one episode a week, as opposed to getting a chunk, 
it's going to be a little bit of a letdown, but I think it did what it needed to do to move the story forward and to get me excited for next week. And that's, that's fine. And it had a great action scene on top of it. So we're getting at least one great action scene an episode. And to me, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, episode four, it, and I, I don't like ranking episodes before. I mean, I don't like ranking episodes really at all, but especially while we're in the middle of a season, but for me, episode four, if I had to, I'd say it's probably probably the weakest of the four so far. And that's just my opinion. Um, not. I think I have it above two. Okay. Um, and, and on a given day, it might could swap between those two for me. Um, and that's just because I think the action and the end of the show was just phenomenal. So it could probably out, it could probably take over two at some point. But yeah, it's it was almost like a little bit of a with more of the comedy in this episode with the Gar and Starfire stuff. I think it was almost a little bit of a breather after how heavy episode three was, which is not a terrible thing. I mean, there's there's something to be said for for bringing up the room a little bit. But then, I mean, they end the episode with just as many questions. So it, there's a lot of intrigue here, and I'm still really enjoying season three. I think thus far, I mean, season season three's on track to be the very best of the of the series. Well, yeah, and we still four episodes in have not seen Rachel. We still have no idea what's going on in the Mascara. I'm kind of and i don't even know what the title is a season of episode five yet um it they is did not drop a preview yet no the title is lady vic oh yeah okay because <laughs> i was hoping i was hoping episode five because i my fear was that episode four was going to be completely tangent off of hank i was thinking it was going to be strictly Blackfire and maybe a little bit of the mascara so now I'm to the point where, okay, you gave me a little bit of the aftershock of Hank. Now episode five, you could start going into that other stuff. So that's, that's my hope. I, I, I'd be very surprised if they still don't mention Rachel by episode five, but again, we'll see. And so there is only one episode next week again, correct? Yeah. The only one announced for August 26th is episode five, Lady Vic. Right. Which is is very intriguing to me because Lady Vic is is a is a pretty frequent villain for Nightwing. Mm-hmm. So that'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, so yeah, that'll be what we talk about next week in our in our next bonus episode. But Joe, I've uh, I'm I'm having a lot of fun breaking down Titans. I think I think this is cool. We're we're we found something fun for for this show. I I, I really enjoy breaking down Titans with you. Yeah, it's been fun. You know, we did the we did the three episode chunk last week, but just to come back and do these, you know, quick little breakdowns of each episode has been, you know, just a fun, quick way to catch up on things and and to uh, talk about something that, you know, it's it's just it's been a fun experience to enjoy this show. Yeah, it, it has so far, and I'm really hoping they do at least a two episode chunk at the end. That way, we can get one big like finale episode out of it so we'll see how that goes (laughs) yeah but um for this week joe uh let everybody out there know where they can find you on social media 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jforn11 and Facebook as Joe Forno. Nice, nice. And you can find my personal accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and Vera at mecarter89. That's M-E-Carter89. The show can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. You can also leave us emails at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. If you would take a moment out of your day to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, we will uh, read those on the show. We really appreciate it. And also, if you'd like to support us uh, through TeePublic, you can go to TeePublic.com and search TFR BatPod. We have uh, our main logo on all kinds of products there, so go check it out. But until next week, this has been Titans Season 3, Episode 4, and we will see you for Episode 5, Lady Fish. created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with AT&T, Warner Brothers, or DC Comics. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are solely theirs and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. Let's get this over with. Everything you do or ever did is because of him. Huh?